Traversing the fields of geekdom. How about you? Uh, Climbing the mountain of pop culture. Who wants to play video games? Oh. And defeating the dark lord of social media. It's The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. Yes, this is The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay. Pure is best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook. Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, as I said, and it said even played earlier, this is The Geek Show. Welcome. If this is your first time here thanks for stopping by this is a show where we take a break from all the news all the yelling all the screaming politics covid all of that push that aside we're going to talk about some fun things video games movies pop culture a little bit of everything and as always i have a jam-packed show we start off the show with the news of the week i got some uh twitch streaming news some youtuber news very big youtuber news and then a few interesting stats that have come out uh, with our involvement with technology and COVID, because I love reading about stats. Then we take a break and we come back. We'll talk about movie news. We got some very interesting movie uh, news coming out, new movies being made, and even a very, very big movie is going to make the jump from theaters into digital. And I think that it's going to be the showcase of what could happen to movie theaters in the long run. Then we take a break for news, and we're back after that. We go to Corey's Tech Corner, where we talk about the latest and greatest in the technological world. And then we end the show with the top five list of the week. And I got some trailers. In fact, one that popped out and... It is okay. I'll just tease it for right now, but it is a trailer for a new Netflix show that I had no idea was even being made, but it's coming out later in September. And it is the origin story of probably one of the original iconic. Uh, bad guys in movie history. So start thinking about that, and we'll get to that at the end of the show. But for right now, let's get into the news of the week. This one is very interesting. I've talked about it before, but Twitch. Twitch is a service that you can uh, watch people play video games, or you can even hop on and play video games. Well, the U.S. Army decided to jump on board, and they had a few issues. Uh, they started blocking people from who were asking them about war crimes, and then they were caught putting up contests for free controllers, like video game controllers, and they asked people who were watching to sign up. And then it turned out there was no actual contest. In fact, they were using that information that kids were putting on, and they were trying to recruit them. So they put all that information in there, and then they sent them stuff to try to recruit them into the Army. Uh, AOC, lover or hater, uh, was a step ahead of that, and she tried to propose a bill that would ban the U.S. Army from being on Twitch. Sadly, it failed, and to her credit, she even said it, that I had to explain to a lot of people that day uh, what Twitch was, and that's the biggest problem I talk about all the time on The Geek Show, is we are way, way behind in the world of technology. At least the people running the country are. So uh, they have been reinstated this week, and they're unbanning commoners, and they are going to try it again on a refresh now that there has no been bill has been passed. So it'll be interesting to see, and it brought up the the really interesting question is, uh, the U.S. Army, if they ban people who are on their stream, like by ban, I mean uh, when you're watching the stream on the right side of the video that you're watching, there are comments and you can write and talk to people who are watching the video. And if the U.S. Army bans you, is that considered taking away your First Amendment of free speech? 
And that's an interesting question. Sadly, like I said, with AOC's bill, it did not pass. But I just hope that this conversation keeps going because we really need some people in Congress and in the Senate and just everywhere in politics to understand technology just a little bit better. Uh, let's head over to the world of YouTube. Uh, let's start off with this one. Uh, YouTube prank stars the Stoke Twins have been charged with a felony after a fake bank robbery video. So Alan and Alex Stokes, 23-year-old twin brothers best known for posting prank videos on YouTube, have each been charged with a felony related to a fake bank robbery, the aftermath of which the brothers recorded and posted on YouTube, according to the Orange County District Attorney's Office. As part of the prank, the two brothers falsely presented themselves as criminals to an Uber driver and other random bystanders who then implored others to give them clothes, rides, and other forms of assistance in a way that authorities say that they broke the law. The brothers have both been charged with one felony count of false imprisonment affected by violence, menace, fraud, and deceit, and one misdemeanor count of falsely reporting an emergency. According to the DA's office, the brothers face up to four years in prison if convicted on both counts. So I'm actually glad that this happens and is happening because YouTube is a just a cesspool of gross. Everybody is trying to outmatch each other to get all those clicks and to get those views and to get the money. And they take it to extreme levels, including stuff like this. And they play it off like, huh, I wasn't really a robber. That was just a prank. Well, it might be to you, but to other people, you don't know their story. You don't know their life. They could think that it's real or they could think that they're in danger. So the fact that they did that incredibly stupid, I hope they make an example of these guys. Because these fake pranks on uh, YouTube are just incredibly sad. Uh, the other big YouTube news is one of the biggest YouTubers around and probably the scummiest of scum is Jake Paul. I say scummiest of scum because he exists uh, solely to take money from your kids in that he is a I give him props. He is a great marketer. He is a great uh, shock jock type person. But he is kind of a jerk, and that's saying it nicely. If I could curse on this radio program, I would, because I do not like this guy. The FBI raided Jake Paul's home this week as part of an investigation into a mall riot. So when the uh, initial protest and Black Lives Matter movement started because of the killing of George Floyd, there were mass protests around the country. And included in that was vandalizing and attacking buildings and restaurants and stores. Well, who decided, because he is the scum of the earth, to go out and film himself uh, running in and causing riots and breaking into stores to steal stuff? Of course, little Jake Paul there. And it got enough attention that the California uh, police department put out an investigation, but they have since dropped it because the FBI has confirmed that federal search warrants were being executed in California in connection to the investigation that has been going on. A spokesperson for the FBI Los Angeles department declined to comment on the evidence sought or recovered during the raid. But what was crazy was the video. First of all, there's like armored vehicles driving down the street. Uh, but what worried me just a little bit is the amount of guns that guy had in his mansion. I mean, he is a rich, rich guy, and I give him props for doing that. He created an iconic image, but man, he had sniper rifles, shotguns. I'm like, why do you need that in California when you are one of the richest people on the planet? I don't know. It was weird. Um, well, keep an eye on that story and keep you updated as it happens. I, I 
without a doubt, uh, have a little smile on my face. I don't wish ill will towards people, but there are certain people that can just really get under my skin, and that is people who openly and happily take advantage of people. And he is one of them, so he is on my bad list. Now, I got three stats I want to go over with because I love stats, especially when it involves events. Uh, I really like seeing things and how people react and um, change their habits during events in the world. That could be things like uh, just a snowstorm leading up all the way to COVID. And that's the story I want to specifically start with. There is a uh, website called Etsy. It is basically Amazon for smaller independent artists. You can go there. You can find anything from candles to uh, posters to uh, pretty much anything in the art world. And it's set up for small independent artists. By the way, I'm, this is they're not a sponsor, but if you are ever desperate or trying to find or figure out gift ideas... It is a great place to just search and find really cool and unique things that you won't find. Uh, but they released a new stat of how much money they made during the pandemic so far off of homemade masks. There were, a, I think, over 100,000 different artists that were on the website that made homemade masks with different images and logos on it and whatnot. And I would start thinking about what you think, how much money-wise they made off of uh, that. But... To put this into a really full effect, 14% of all sales across its platform went to masks specifically. You might say, well, Corey, that's a really small percentage. No, that is huge. That one product like masks would take over 14% of all money being brought in because Etsy is a huge place with tons of things. So any guesses? $346 million worth of masks were sold during the first three months of this pandemic. 14% of sales on the entire platform were to that. That is insane. Continuing on the insane is Nintendo. Nintendo, and I'm not trying to play down the, the pandemic that we're in, I'm not at all, but Nintendo struck gold during this pandemic in that they released a video game called Animal Crossing. It's a game where you kind of go and live your own little virtual world. They released that game right before the pandemic started, and because of that, they started selling out. That video game become became the biggest selling video game for their system. And then, in fact, uh, this is like a year or two after the Nintendo Switch came out. People were buying them so much during the pandemic, they were sold out across the country, which is really, really crazy when you think about it. But people wanted an escape when they were at home with the kids and during all this pandemic. I don't want to think about real life. I want to go live my virtual life. Well, Nintendo announced that their profits increased over 400% during this pandemic. And it had a huge chunk to do with Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing has sold up to 22.4 million copies. And obviously with their Nintendo Switch uh, selling out and keeps selling. Uh, they made a lot of money. So Nintendo, I think video game companies in general, have walked away from this in a very positive spot because they made a lot of money during this pandemic. And finally, uh, the lockdown. How did that affect our work life? Well, a new study from Harvard Business came out, and they said that uh, they concluded that each workday increased by 50 minutes for everybody during the pandemic, partly because of the increase of after-hour emails. People were checking emails after they typically leave home from work, causing them up to 50 minutes more of work. The study also found that the uh, while the number of meetings increased, the time they spent at the meeting overall declined. 
one interpretation of this is that they were trying to mimic the interactions that they would have at the water cooler. So instead of walking around talking to people, these meetings would be small meetings where you accomplish a simple goal. And then afterwards, they would talk for a little bit and then conclude the meeting. So it makes sense. And it's interesting how we move from just a, like they said, water cooler aspect of talking to smaller meetings more compact meetings so that you can have a little interaction with people too with that you guys we're going to take a break when we get back we're going to talk about some movie news welcome back to the geek show i'm your host Corey wara how is everybody doing this is a section where we talk about movies and we're going to start off with a very big piece of news before we talk into some smaller ones. This big one comes out from Disney. So we are at the very tail end of what normally is the summer blockbuster season where we normally would have a bunch of big movies that have come out and part of that is Disney. Disney is one of the biggest, it, no it is the biggest movie theater company around and they delayed a lot of movies because as movie theaters shut down Obviously, they're not going to release their movies, and they've been holding them, hoping to push the dates to eventually release them in theaters. The two big ones being the new Scarlett Johansson movie Black Widow and the remake of Mulan, a live-action remake. And those were movies that were going to make a lot of money, and obviously they had to keep pushing it, and due to the COVID increase around the country, movie theaters aren't fully open or opening up yet. But Disney announced something huge this week. They announced that starting on September 4th, I believe, uh, the Mulan movie will be available on Disney+. Plus. Not for free. They will be opening a new section on their website where you can pay to watch this movie on a digital release instead of going to theaters. And this is huge for a couple reasons. First, uh, I always go back to the movie Trolls 2. The Trolls 2 was one of the very first experiments, and it turned out to be a huge success for Universal Studios because this was a movie that was supposed to release earlier this year, and they released it digitally just to test the waters, and they even came out and said, hey, this movie did good. But why this is huge is because Mulan is a movie that cost a boatload more money to make when compared to Trolls 2. This is the actual definition of a blockbuster film. So this is going to be the big opportunity for the world to shake up in regards to theaters and distributing movies uh, through theaters or online digitally at the same time in theaters. So all eyes will be on Disney for this. But... What's very interesting is that they are testing out the waters. They said they want to try this and see how the audience reacts to it. But they will charge you to watch this movie. How much will they charge you? $30. Yes, that is the most expensive version of a at-home blockbuster film. I think Trolls is only $20, and a few others were also in that same range. But here we are. Disney is stepping it up by putting at $30. I think because they think that a lot of people are going to watch the movie but maybe not as much as people going to movie theaters. But at the same time, if you really think about it, like let's say two adults and two kids go to the movie theater, it's going to cost you more than $30 to get the tickets, to drive there, to get the food and popcorn and all of that, when instead you could watch it at home, cook a meal together, cook a frozen pizza, watch it on your TV, and call it a day. I think it's going to have huge, huge ripple effect in the world depending on how well this does. 
How well will it do? I think pretty darn well, because Disney Plus is ruling it in the world of streaming right now. Uh, they just had a huge announcement of, uh, I think they're up to 40 million subscribers or something, but a huge chunk of it came because of Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton the musical, very popular worldwide. It released and it became its biggest hit on Disney+. Plus. So much so that they're in fact uh, talking about putting the Aladdin musical that's on Broadway onto that same system so that people can watch it there. So we're going to have to keep an eye on this. This comes out in less than a month on September 4th, I believe. Yeah, September 4th, $30. You can watch a blockbuster film that is not available in theaters yet at home. Be very interesting to see what happens. Let's go into some smaller news. Ryan Reynolds is becoming the biggest movie star in the comedy world, he started off as like the the uh, kind of the dumb, good-looking boyfriend character in all the movies, but he's slowly becoming an action star and just really good when it comes to comedy. Well, he's teaming up with the director of Paddington, which everyone says is the best movie ever made. I've yet to see it, but uh, they seriously they say it's the best movie ever made. He's p- teaming up with them, and they're going to make a movie about monsters under the bed, and Ryan Reynolds' character will be the one to try to stop them. He is on a roll when it comes to movies, so that didn't come out as a big surprise. Uh, Next up, a classic 90s show is being rebooted, and that is The Ren and Stimpy Show. I have mixed feelings about this. First, because I never really got into the hype of Ren and Stimpy, mainly because it was out when I was really young. So much so, and it's known for its over-the-top and crazy comedy. Uh, and my parents said I was too young to watch it, so I never really got into it. But I know a lot of people have mixed feelings about this being remade, first of all, because they're tired of remakes all the time. But second, because the creator of this show has been arrested and there's been cases put up against him about sexually harassing employees. So a lot of people have mixed feelings about this. I'm kind of with them. I don't want to see another reboot of something that is from the 90s so that it gets people to uh, only watch it based on nostalgia than actually something really new and unique. So that's a little sad to me. But if you like that show, it will be coming out eventually. Uh, next up, Deadline it reports that Tom Hanks is now once again in talks to play Geppetto in Robert Zemeckis's remake of Disney's Pinocchio. Obviously, Disney is going to keep remaking their older cartoon movies into live action movies because people go see it and they make a ton of money. Uh, we got speed up here. Laura Dern is returning to the new Jurassic Park movie. Uh, there is going to be a second season of Netflix' very popular show, I Am Not Okay With This. James Gunn denies rumors that the film's potential delay due to COVID for the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie uh, is not happening. Everything is still on track, and he says we're good to go. Uh, in a recent interview with a director from The Vigil, Keith Thompson, he's working on a remake for Stephen King's Firestarter. Um, this one's hilarious. Uh, there is a family that discovers their new nanny is actually the Baba Yaga in a trailer for Baba Yaga, Taylor of the Dark Forest. What is Baba Yaga? Well, Baba Yaga is a supernatural being who appears in a deformed or ferocious looking old woman from Russian folktales. So there you go on that one. To nobody's surprise, uh, Warner Brothers and Lionsgate has picked up the adaptation for the prequel series for The Hunger Games. And finally, Netflix is working on a Splinter Cell series, and they're working with the writer of John Wick to be a part of that. They're eyeing Tom Hardy to play the main character. Super cool. We're going to take a break for news, and when we get back, we'll talk about technology. 
Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. This is a segment I like to call Corey's Tech Corner, latest and greatest in the technological world, but specifically a lot of hacking stories this week. And that's where we're going to start, because it was just a few weeks ago that we talked about the big Twitter hack in which somebody was able to access Twitter and post on famous and political people like Joe Biden, Kanye West, Elon Musk. And they were able to post a link that said, hey, we're giving away $10 million. Click here. And when you click there, it asks you to put some money in to get some money out, which should say something to you. That's Hacking 101. If they ask that you need to put some money in to get money back, yeah, it's probably not real. But there's two things that came out of this. Uh, first, it turns out that the person behind this, the mastermind behind this hack, is a 17-year-old named Graham Clark. And he is from, I believe it was Florida. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, I don't have it here. But uh, he was arrested. And it turns out, some investigation and talking to him, how he got the information was as simple as what I've been talking about all the time. And that is he was able to trick an employee at Twitter that he worked in the IT department. And because of that, he was able to get login information from that employee to then be able to go into uh, Twitter's internal systems so that he could personally go in and post all of this stuff. And I've talked about this hacking technique a lot in that uh, when you have a company like um, Comcast, uh, you give them your information, and if there's a problem, they'll call you. Well, hackers will call you pretending to be Comcast and saying, uh, before we talk to you, can you give us your information so we can verify? And you give it to them without knowing that they're taking all your information. There's also the reverse in that a hacker can call Comcast and say, hey, I am Susie. Can you give me my information? Uh, here's what I have. And just doing a basic search on somebody, you can be able to find uh this information, the basic like address and phone number that you need. Seriously, it is scary how easy it is to get information on people just by typing in their name in Google. But the hacker was able to get this internal password and thus he was able to put it out. Well, during a virtual bond hearing this week, a judge was talking to this 17 year old uh, place bond and there it was all virtual and employee, not employees, reporters are able to log in and use that so they can have footage for when they talk about the story on air. Well, things got a little crazy when several people got into the Zoom meeting posing as CNN and BBC staffers. Turns out that they weren't really staffers there. In fact, uh, they started playing loud music and even at one point playing pornographic videos over the video, thus causing the judge to throw it out and say, OK, we're going to do this later, uh, something a little more secure. So he threw that out. But this all goes back to my, my same original thought that I had even before COVID. But we're relying a lot more on technology. And that is we are way behind people in the world of hacking and my biggest worry is that you're going to have a young kid not another country trying to ruin us but a kid who just thinks he's funny and can do something to uh, show off to his friends and there's going to be unintended consequences like shutting down a power grid you're going to have hospitals without power and just lots of potential things can happen so i i really hope that this case will once again uh, get companies to review their policies and know that, hey, 
an IT person wouldn't ask for your login information or uh, set up a password system with Comcast personally. Call them and say, hey, whenever you talk to me or you talk to me, uh, I want you to tell up me or I'll tell you this specific keyword so that if somebody tries to pretend to be you, they won't be able to get it. So it's just it's very simple and it's hilarious that something as easy as that hack happened to one of the biggest social media platforms of all time, Twitter. Uh, keeping on with the hacking story, before we go into some more social media story, Garmin. So we talked about this story last week. Garmin was offline for several days and uh, due to ransom. And in fact, they encrypted their information so that they needed a password to get that information. And while that was being encrypted, all of their products were offline for uh, quite a little bit, well, quite a while. And Garmin finally was able to recover it and move on. It turns out now that Garmin actually paid a multi-million dollar ransom after that attack. So we don't know the full amount of money that they did yet, but... They did, in fact, pay the money, which worries me. I don't know uh, uh, the logistics and the to do it or not to do it in the long run. But uh, as with when it comes to like phone calls with people saying, oh, you won this grant or, uh, oh, you're related to this one person in India and you get millions of dollars. They keep happening because people are falling for them. And I'm just worried that Garmin, which is a huge company, uh, by paying the ha hackers to do it, it's just going to entice the hackers to keep going and maybe try to keep it more on the down low so that companies won't admit that they pay for this stuff when it happens. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, TikTok, oh my gosh, the, the biggest social media platform on the country uh, has, has been having a really weird week. Uh, Donald Trump wants... Uh, Microsoft to buy TikTok, the American version of it, and then have the company, have Microsoft pay the United States Treasury for that purchase? I don't know about that, but uh, that, that's just really, really weird. But at the same time, too, why would you want a big tech company to become even bigger via buying TikTok? It's weird, and I don't fully understand it. Hopefully more information will be coming out about it. But uh, in regards to TikTok news, they announced that they are continuing with the trend of other social media platforms by banning deep fake uh, videos, which is replacing the face on a different body and then altering the voice to make it sound either slow and drunk like the Nancy Pelosi videos that happen all the time or uh, as crazy as making uh, President Nixon say that the uh, space shuttle crashed and no one survived on the moon. That was a video that happened. Uh, I think last week it came out. And uh, so they said they're going to ban it. I think that's awesome. Uh, we already live in a crazy world of misinformation and conspiracy theories. Let's not add on to that by these fake videos, because while most people will be able to figure out and realize, hey, this is fake, there are going to be people who are not. And they, you can make people say and do whatever you want. So that's a little worrisome. And finally, uh, continuing on with TikTok, obviously their future is uncertain at this point. But there's one company who's trying to take advantage of that. Uh, released this week, Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, launches a new product within Instagram called Reels. And they said they're not trying to copy TikTok. But get this. Reels allows people to record videos up to 15 seconds long, add popular music, and array of filters and effects 
to make them over the top and flashy. Okay, that's TikTok in a nutshell. So uh, everybody's trying to race. I mean, it will be huge news if the biggest social media platform on the country of the world is banned from the United States. That would be insane. So we'll follow that story. It just keeps evolving as we continue forward. I believe the president said that a decision needs to be made by September 15th. So Hopefully we'll hear some more about that soon. Thank you guys. We're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to go over the top five lists. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay. Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook. Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, it's the last part of the show. I know, I know. It's always the top five list of the week. This is the top five most important pieces of audio that I found this week. I have four trailers and a viral video. The viral video, I think everyone's seen by now, but I have to do it because I have much, much respect for this guy. So let's start it off. And where do we start with the top five list? Number five. Number five goes to a movie trailer that is so generic, so boring, that I am honestly surprised this is being made. I feel like this movie has been made already and I've seen it. But this is a new Liam Neeson movie and it's called Honest Thief. I've robbed 12 banks in seven states. I have a little over $9 million in cash. And no one knows who I am. Federal Bureau of Investigation. I want to turn myself in. I want to make a deal. What kind of deal? I hand over all the money I stole in exchange for a reduced sentence. It's important. And what's so important about it? I met a woman. Yeah, so, you know, you get your typical Liam Neeson. He's uh, either a, a good guy or a bad guy or a bad guy turning good. And this one, he was a robber. He's turning good, right? Cool. Is it just me? I just feel like I've seen this movie already. And then it doesn't help that there's just this one line. I'm going to try to find it and play it here. That... Seriously, you could just you could play me that clip and I'd be like, oh, that's from that movie Taken that he was really popular in. Agent Evans, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. You know, that is like quintessential Liam Neeson for this movie. And I, I seriously I feel feel like that I've seen this movie before, but we'll have to wait and see when it comes out later this fall. Uh, it's just it's just so dang funny to me. Number four. Number four. Okay, number four. Well, first we have to start off with, yes, it's CNN. And I know there's a group of people that hate CNN and a group that likes CNN and a group that's just like, who cares? And I'm going to play this anyway because there's one thing that I really love, and that is uh, political season. And they have a really fascinating new documentary that is coming to HBO Max, which, by the way, I have been binging a lot of uh, documentaries on HBO Max, a lot of them made by CNN. They're really, really good. I highly recommend them. But this is a new trailer, and it gives you a behind the scenes of what reporters have to do and go through during a presidential election season. And you see behind the scenes, you see them going to these events, and you see that they get next to no sleep. I mean, it's constant move, 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 move. It's really, really cool. This is on the trail. It can get a little hairy. See, here they come. There is nothing like the rush of covering a presidential campaign. We are CNN's eyes and ears on the ground. We need to stand by to be ready to go. For the embeds, you're on a campaign bus, you're at a rally. Your life is not your own. Yeah, so it's a behind-the-scenes look into uh, the presidential election. I think it's mainly just because there aren't, like, multiple candidates. I think this movie will uh, 
show more of the Democratic side because when you have a bunch of people running for office, there's a lot of people you got to cover and you got to send out. When Trump, it's a lot easier because you can just assign one reporter to his campaign and that would person will be the eyes and ears for that campaign to talk and do news stories. So it's really, really cool. And if you have any interest in what political world is like in running for office it's a fascinating look not only for reporters but also when you think about it how much work these people running for the biggest seat in the united states has to go through it's a lot a lot a lot of work so that is on the trail it's on hbo max the streaming service right now and yeah go check it out number three Number three. Okay, number three goes to a the new season, season two of The Boys. It is a incredibly over-the-top violent sex and uh, cursing of a show. It is fantastic. It asks the questions, what if superheroes are jerks and they use their powers for their own good? It is really cool, and it was it blew up when it came out. So I'm going to play a little bit of this trailer, but just a tiny bit, and I'll explain why after. Butcher, what happened? My wife, she's alive. Vought's holding the gap somewhere. And right now, we're in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, so I could only play 17 seconds of that audio. Why? Well, because at, after that point in the trailer, there's so much cursing, so much violence, that if I bleeped out everything, it would literally be 40 seconds of beep. So you have to understand, if you watch the show The Boys Season 1, you will understand because it is incredibly violent and over the top. But it's just so good, so funny, and it just has some really good points about superheroes and how we view them. I just love the concept of uh, stepping away from the Marvel architect of, ah, superhero to save the day, and what if superheroes are jerks? So that's season two for the boys. It's coming out soon. Just to give you an idea, there is a scene in season one that I will never forget in life because sometimes scenes happen in movies that just stick with you forever, and there was one in which uh, the characters found a baby who could shoot lasers out of the head, out of his head, and he ended up killing, I think, like 40 people with that. It was a great scene. So The Boys Season 2 coming out later this year on Amazon Prime. Number two. Number two. Okay, I had to do this. It has up to like 5 million views. So probably everyone's heard it. So I'll play a little bit of it. But uh, it's a viral video and I have to play it because it's cringy. And I have so, so much respect for this principle because he did this and he probably knew that it was without a doubt cringy. But he did it anyway for a good purpose which is to help keep everyone safe in school. So Dr. Quentin Lee from Alabama, he's a principal. He sings a rap song about COVID to his class, uh, the class, the incoming class, so that they can protect themselves a little more. And he does it in the style of Can't Touch This. It's great. My, my coronavirus hits me so hard. All the teachers say, oh, my Lord, COVID is stressing me. All the updates from the CDC. Lysol can't be found. I've looked all around this town I've had. No luck, and these are the things up you can't touch. I told you, students, you can't touch this. You better pull that mask up. It's <laughs> so cringy, but I love every second of it. The video itself is actually shot really good. Uh, but like I said, it came out last week, and it is up to 5 million views. Good on him. You know, that's one thing that I never appreciated growing up. I always rolled my eyes when teachers did uh, silly things like that. But I love that uh, this principal cares enough to do something silly like that, put himself out there just to help spread a message and get kids to stay safe when they go back to school. So super cool. That's Dr. Lee presents Can't Touch This. 
the COVID parody. Here's number one. Number one. Okay. I was originally going to have the video, the viral video that we just did, be the number one because I thought it was adorable. But then this trailer came out this week, and I'm like, whoa, I didn't know that this movie was being made. I didn't know that I needed this movie. This is a trailer for the origin story for one of, I pro- I want to say, the very first ever iconic villain of a movie. Excuse me. You're eating my peach. I don't see your name on it. And who would do that? Do what? Put their name on a peach. Somebody who really wanted it. No one has ever put their name on a peach. I've seen it done. No, you haven't. What are you going to do about it? What, are you deaf? No. Just thinking of all the things I'm going to do about it. I know how you feel right now. What's driving you mad? I should have never let you into this hospital. Letting me into this hospital was the best decision you ever made. Okay, wow. We need to talk about this. This was from the creator of American Horror Story, and it's the origin story of one of, like I said, probably one of the more iconic characters, and that is Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And this movie looks really, really good. I don't know if it's a movie or a series, but uh, it stars Sarah Paulson, who is without a doubt one of the most greatest actors right now. She is fantastic in everything that she does, and she plays creepy and scary really, really good. And what makes her so great for this character is that she has just looking and talking to her regularly. She has this innocence look about her, but then when you have that evilness under it oh i got chills on that scene with about the peach and uh yeah it's coming out on september 18th and it just it i'm super excited for it this literally came out of nowhere someone sent it to me they're like have you seen this i said no i'm like what a terrible title ratchet and then i watched the trailer done i'm in it visually too it looks great it's uh set in the past but it's the colors mixed in with the creepiness i really really love that there's one thing you should know about mr geek Corey is that when i was doing and uh, went to school for film one of my favorite things is playing with Uh, visuals and audio and that's having really bright and colorful and happy images but then having an undertone of eeriness and darkness i love that i love this series i can't wait for it to come out until september 18th really really cool and with that you guys that is it have a fantastic weekend go do something good go do something great you know covid we're still working this we're all in this together we did not move back to phase three which is always great let's keep working together and as always if you're ever feeling alone down sad or just want somebody to talk to reach out to me Corey c-o-r-e-y period wara w-a-r-a at mwcradio.com i'll be more than happy to talk i've talked with a few people it's good to know that there are fellow geeks out there who listen so have a fantastic weekend i'll see you all next week this is the geek show on 1470 and 100.3 w